This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Place where we uh, want to be Ephesians two nineteen through twenty two is foundation text. Now the Message Bible says that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. Say, don't be a stranger. Don't, be a stranger. don't live like an outsider. So you belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all. Say, He's using me. Say, He's using me. God, I want you to use me. All right. Irrespective of how we got here, in what see, where you came from doesn't disqualify you from where God has you now. I say, where you came from, your past, you cannot let it disqualify your future, you for the future God has. Amen. Uh, he's using us in what He is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now He's using you, fitting you in. Everybody say, fitting me in. Amen. See, there is a place where your life fits, where your gifts and talents and abilities fit where you fit, where it all is put together by God. What a life that if we enter in by faith, the life that God has put together for us, then we don't have to uh, figure stuff out. We don't have to make it all work. Are you listening? We don't have to always be forcing a round peg into a square hole. Somebody shout in this house. Amen. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God. Everyone say holy. Holy. Now that's in the description of who we are, holiness. Say holy one more time. See, they they want to take that word out of us in contemporary uh, Christianity. Because we wouldn't want them to think that we're holier than thou. Well, son and sister, somebody better be some holy. Because without holiness, ain't anybody going to see the Lord. Because he is holy. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we're not talking about the length of your dress or your hair or your makeup or lack thereof or this or that. But we're talking about being separated unto God as a people. We're not like everybody else. What God is doing is not what man is doing. Anyhow. All right. All of us. Everyone say all of us. Built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. You know, on WSFA, they have this thing uh, where they where they get a score on local restaurants, and uh, and the end the punchline is clean up your act. Yes. Now uh, we don't watch that all the time. When we do watch that, we're interested. And we go, well, don't eat there. Right. Yeah. Amen. 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 I'll tell you in the church, some acts need to be cleaned up and don't eat that stuff. It's got a low score where power is concerned and righteousness and holiness is concerned. Amen. That's just the commercial. We'll get on into this thing. 
I have no interest in being like the rest of... Are you listening? If the world is more polluted than it's ever been, it's worse than it's ever been. It's darker than it's ever been. Evil men grow worse and worse. But the church ought to be getting better and better. We ought to be getting more right and more right. Amen. We don't have to prove them wrong, but let's prove God right. Let's be the living proof and evidence that God is right. Let every man and every devil be a liar. Amen. All right. Members of God's family. Uh, We is the operative word here. The church that Jesus is building. It's never just me, but it's always we. Family. Members of God's family. Family means all the people living in the same household. We're called the household of faith. And they are related by a common ancestor, tribe, clan, or or lineage. We are Father, Father God, and family. You know, family is the reason for creation. God wanted a family, still wants a family, and will have a family. And God is first and foremost a father. Yes, He's God, but He wants to be known as Father. What got Jesus in trouble was the what He brought a revelation of my Father, and they just were satisfied with, no, He's just God. Praise the Lord. His greatest desire is for a family. That's why He created the earth and mankind. Remember, He He created the earth and set the uh, uh, set the stage. He called all of that good, but then He created man and and set the man in the place that He had created and called it very. When He created man, He called it very good. And and when the man was sent, you know, everything is His and everything is ours as His family. It exists for you. It was made by Him for you. It was made by Him for you. So next time you drive by, are you listening? Next time you're you're driving in that little stutter-clutter thing, are you listening? That won't get from point A to point B. Or won't give you no cold air or this or that. Just realize, you know, swing that thing on by... Where, they, where, where the new things are and say, those were made by Him and they were made for me. Hallelujah. And there's one with my name on it. And my Father wants to give it to me. Because He made it, it was made by Him and made for Him. It wasn't made for the devil. It was made for the God folks. <laughs> Anyhow. His desire is so strong that he was willing to give his only son. Now, if we can grasp the heart of a loving father who cherishes his family above all else and will at any cost preserve and protect them, then we're just scratching the surface of father's heart for the church. But the scripture says another place, it says, if he gave us Jesus, how much more freely with Jesus... Give us all things. Everyone say all things. I want you to get the the realization. What is man uh, that God should be so mindful of him? Well, you're never from. You're never out of God's mind. Everything that He does is is with you in mind. 
Everything. The sun shines for because of you. Are you listening? You are God's reason why He did everything and does everything that He does. The sun come up and don't be afraid to go out on your back porch and say, Hello, son. If you ain't here for nobody else, you're here for me. So I'm going to praise the one that did all this for me. Hello, grass. You're growing today. You, you're the carpet I'm going to walk on today. So it ain't all dusty and barren. I mean, stuff's growing because God made it grow just for me. Put on a show just for me. Oh, Pastor, I don't think I could do that. Well, you need to understand the Father's heart. You're His favorite. He has favored you and blessed you. Everything He did, claim it for your own self. Amen. There's too many people don't believe God's ever done anything. Don't believe He's doing anything now. Don't believe He'll ever do anything for Him now. That's called an unsaved unbeliever. But the people that believe have to believe right. God loves me. And because He loves me, He gave me Jesus. And with Jesus, He gave me everything. I can stand up and in the name of Jesus, up to half of His kingdom, ask Him and He will give it to me. Amen. Just scratching the surface. Honey, we ain't made a dent in it. I mean, you got to look with a magnifying glass right now to even see if we're even if we've even made any kind of a mark where the goodness of God is concerned what that he wants to do for us amen we'll tell a little story here on December 7th 1988 an earthquake devastated the northwestern section of Armenia killing an estimated 25,000 people there are things that can happen in this world that I'm sure those people didn't get up that morning thinking Uh, that anything was going to be any different today, but 25,000 with one event. One thing. In one small town just after the earthquake, a father rushed to his son's school only to find that the school had been flattened. There was no sign of life, but he had no thought of turning back. He had often told his son, no matter what, I'll always be there for you when you need me. Though his prospects appeared hopeless, the father began feverishly removing rubble from where he believed his son's classroom had been. Other forlorn parents only wailed hopelessly, my son or my daughter. Some told the father to go home, that there was no chance that any of the children could be alive. Yet he replied, I made my son a promise that I'd be there for him anytime he needed me. I must continue to dig. Courageously, he worked alone. No one volunteered to help him. He simply had to know for himself, is my boy alive or is he dead? Finding strength and endurance beyond himself, the faithful, loving father continued to dig for 8 hours, for 12 hours, for 24 hours, for 36 hours. You see, all of a father's love means all all of a father's power. Then in the 38th hour, as he heaved away a heavy piece of rubble, he heard voices. Armand, he screamed. A child's voice responded, Dad, it's me, Armand. Then I told the other kids not to worry. I told them that if you were alive, you'd save me. And when you saved me, they'd be saved. You promised you would always be there for me. You did it, Dad. 
Moments later, the dad was helping his son Armin and 13 more frightened, hungry, and thirsty boys and girls climb out of the debris. Free at last. When the building collapsed, these children had been spared in a tent-like pocket. When the townspeople praised Armin's dad, his explanation was, I promised my son, no matter what, I'll be there for you. If... I told them, if you were alive, you'd save me. I'll tell you, we serve a Father God who is alive. And if He's alive, if He's dead, He can't do anything. He won't do anything. But if He's alive, He'll save us. Amen. You know, the Bible presents to us a Father's love. And it's a love that whatever it takes... It's a whatever-it-takes kind of love. It is what the Scriptures describes as an unfailing love. God's love. Unrelenting, unfailing love. A family is the principal unit of, in society and the strongest. Now, we can't say that about our experience in America today. The family unit is not the strongest. It is not the principle. It's been redefined. Um, we have so many homes that are of one parent. We, the children grow up without the benefit of a father. Probably more fatherless than motherless. But still in God's plan, it was family. And that family was to be a man and a woman and children. A father, a mother, and children that were benefited, that were loved by both, that, that, that had the influence of both. The five primary functions are family, our relationship, that would be with God and with each other. Is it any wonder especially targeted is this fatherlessness that we see in our nation today. Is it any wonder that, that, uh, that then when we present, and God, now listen, now listen, God presents himself as father. And that term uh, uh, is more than a title. It is, it is a function. It is, it is who He is, but out of who He is is what He does. Amen. And so we experience then out of who He is and what He does, what He has. But He explicitly describes Himself as Father. So... So when we have in the natural fatherlessness or dysfunctional families where, you know, so many families uh, uh, and there's no one, not one family probably that's not untouched by, uh, untouched by uh, this, divorce. The reason God didn't say he hates divorcees, but he says, I hate divorce because it rips into what God has put together. And I'll tell you who pays the highest price for that, it's the children. You know, this, this lie about, you know, it, uh, well, they'd be better off if we were apart. You know, I'm going to tell you something now. Uh, you know, uh, 
Now, there are instances where there's abuse and different things like that. But I'm going to tell you, there are people. Now, you see this two and three generations. Now, why is it now in the generations that we have, they just rather live together than be married? Yeah. Because they think that, uh, the, the, wh- where did that come from? Because the devil has attacked marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he attack marriage? Because his attack is on the family. He needs to pervert this image of father and family so that we just don't want anything to do with it. We're more content now to send somebody, you know, encrypted code of, of our relationship with them than to do a face-to-face anymore with folks. These are real issues. They're problems. But thank God there are promises that are the answer for that. Amen. You and I can't help where we come from or what has happened. But we sure can control where we're going next and what will happen from now on. Everyone say, it's, if you've been, if you, if you have, uh, and we all have, you know, one way or another, but if you've been touched by this broken family stuff and and by this uh, uh, just demonic destruction of the fabric of family, it's affecting your life directly or indirectly. Let's raise our hands and say, it stops right now. It stops with me. Amen. Now, there are the functions, not dysfunctions, but there are five primary functions of family or relationship. Amen. With God and with each other. You know, we can't say that we love God and hate one another. Say we love God who we cannot see and hate people that we do see. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what the thing are you listening? Doesn't matter. There are, there's going to be injustice. In the world, it is an injustice system. The world is looking for justice in a system that is corrupt, and there'll never be justice in that system. Why? It's run by a devil who hates you because you are made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, how do we fix the justice system? There's only justice in the kingdom of God. When Father, who's the judge, and Jesus, are you listening, who's the Lord and brother, firstborn among many brethren, is the lawyer. (laughs) You don't look to this world, but look to the kingdom of God that's in the midst of this. And we as the church, as his family, that's, are you listening? That's what we stand for. We represent him. We can insist as his family, our rights and privileges. Our daddy owns all this. It don't belong to the devil. It belongs to him. Our God, our father. Amen. How many of you know the fix is in? For the church. And the fix is in for the world. Are you listening? We're here to say, if you're sick of that, come over here. The life is bad over there. Life is good over here. Now, the world never going to get along with one another. Black people hate white people. White people hate black people. Uh, brown people hate black and white. We all hate brown people. I mean, red people, yellow people, doesn't matter. It's just full of hate. 
Why? Well, they hate their their daddy hates. Hates God, hates the people made in his image. Are you listening? How do you know he hates? Because he's a murderer. And Jesus said, if you just hate your brother, you're guilty. You, you, the next thing is you just ain't acting out, but you'd kill him if you could. Amen. It's different in the house of God. Should be in the household of faith. We don't hate folks. We hate the devil. We don't hate people. We hate the things God hates. The things. Notice it said, hate what God hates. Not who. God don't hate folks. I said God don't hate folks. God's not pitting one against the other. That's the devil, the spirit of division. Well, if it's from the devil, it don't belong in the family of God. It doesn't belong there. It it isn't ours. Are you listening? We have relationship with God and with one another. And that relationship, God loves us, so we love one another. We don't hate nobody. I said we don't hate anybody. Are you listening? Now, I'm going to tell you, that's not easy because hate is a powerful... Uh, uh, hate is, is anger left on the stove too long, it'll boil. And it'll boil over. You can't afford that kind of stuff. you got to be angry, but don't sin. Don't stay angry. Forgive and flow the love of God. Now, listen, go, go after the devil. Rip him a new one, son. Take a post hole digger. Turn him upside down. Are you anyhow? Glory to God. Know where the who the real enemy is, not one another. It is reproduction. The primary is is to bring others into relationship. Amen. To have to have children, both natural and spiritual, and it's for the nurture and development of the young. You know, the Bible tells us also in this fourth chapter that we're to grow up. We're to, our love needs to, we need to grow up together in love. We speak the truth in love. Are you listening? See, really, we don't love people, we don't tell people the truth. Amen. We're not loving people if we're not telling people the truth. And see, we think the truth is going to offend them. Probably will if they're in the wrong. It probably will. Are you listening? But you know, Jesus Jesus told people the truth. Because He loved them. Amen. And He wanted them to have the right that God wants for them. Isn't that true? I mean, we, we, society's got to the place now... And I'm going to tell you what, and it's going to get to the place. Now, don't think that this is not going to, you know. I mean, uh, you know, we're at a tipping point in a lot of things. A lot of things. Amen. Don't think it's not going to affect you. Because the way I preach around here, I'm telling you. Are you listening? Seriously. Seriously. They're going to make it a law. If we let them, they're going to make it a law. You're going to come here Sunday. They're going to have to put somebody else in this spot. That will, that will preach what they want. Well, we're going to pray. You better pray and vote. <laughs> the nurture and the development of the young. Do you know in the revelations it said that the woman that the dragon was chasing had a child. And the dragon was after the child. 
The dragon was out to devour the child. Are you listening? To devour the child. What is that a picture of? Uh, the devil's after the young. He's after the reproduction. He's after, he, he's after the, the, the generations. Lord have mercy. Do you realize, listen to me. Do you realize, you know, I don't know the exact name. It's in the millions. Tens of millions of people that are not, they're in heaven. These babies are in heaven. But God had designed and purpose and sent them to the earth to be the answer. Yes, yes, yes. And they're not here. That's right. Because it's the law of this land that we live in that that's okay. I'll tell you something else. In, in the black community, more than in any other, are you listening? Unfor- Listen, by design. By design. And we just have church. We don't seriously consider any of that kind of stuff. Well, if you ask me, that's pretty racist. To target a race and eliminate it before it ever gets here. Take the seed so you never have the harvest. How many Martin Luther Kings, Jr.? Think about these things, Lord. You know, you know. We come to church. All we want, you know, we're His family. We represent Him. We're here for what He wants. We're here for Him and for nothing else. And for those that want Him as their Father and nothing else. God help you. God help me. If we're a listen. And it's listed under the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. If we're a party spirit uh-huh. before we're of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm? For the nurture and the development of the young. Disproportionate. Now, we can, can, is it okay to be anger, angered over this? Yes, God gets angry. But then he executes the judgment that he has decided and written, which is true and right. Disproportionately. I'm going to tell you what, boys. Listen, if you didn't belong to this family and were in this kind of a church, odds are that you would... uh, Seriously, odds are, look out there in the world, that's your option. If you weren't in the Word's way, you'd be in the world's way. Because of the color of your skin. You hear what I'm telling you. Because of the color of your skin, odds odds are not very good outcomes for you. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. In a country that is should be controlled by the church. Tell me it can't be changed. One man, same color, changed everything. But he did it God's way. He was willing to lay down his life and he did it God's way. He never fired a shot. He never raised an army. Are you listening? And and he never are you listening? And he never incited violence as a hate monger. 
He said God had given him a dream and he stood for that dream and God brought that dream to... Somebody ought to help me in this house. Is this about what we're going to hand the next generations? Are you hearing? Are you listening? I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to be silent in the street. And I'm not going to be silent in the house. You do matter. We all matter, but you do matter. That's just wrong to have church and talk about a pink Cadillac. When the world is on fire and going to hell, are you listening? And we've got a murdering spirit. Running wild in this place. Got communities. Got whole cities now that are just aflame. Hell has broken open the ground. And you can't walk down the street without getting killed. Now whose problem is that? It's the church's problem. It's because the church is not saying so. Not walking through the neighbor saying, Not here, devil. In the name of Jesus. All the walk, want to walk, are you listening? Want to walk down the street? Get out in the hell holes and walk the street. Get out in the place face to face with the devil. Get on out there. And tell the real one, we're done with you. I'll tell you, you're in the crosshairs right now. And we're fixing to pull the trigger on you. Tell me one person can't make a difference. It don't matter. What about a guy named Daniel? He prayed in a kingdom change. <laughs> Think about more than just you and your stuff. There were kings that were listed as good kings in the Bible. One of them said, well, at least it won't happen in my lifetime. Well, honey, think about just beyond your lifetime. Well, I believe Jesus is coming back. So do I. So do I. I say, even so come, Lord Jesus. But listen, but he ought not, he ought to find faith when he comes in the church. He ought to find an occupying force. He ought to find territory that he's already taken. He ought to find a pile of POWs that have been set free. He ought to find a pile. A church like this. Look at your neighbor here, black and white. Are you listening? A church like this. You can't. You've been given so much. You can't just sit by and let that stuff go on. We know better. We live better. We have better. The nurture and the development of the young. Listen, it says, no prolonged infancies among us, please. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. If that's not a picture of most of the church, I don't know what is. People come in, are you listening? And because they say, Jesus is my Lord. Well, let's just see the evidence that Jesus is Lord. Well, this is my personal belief, but this is my political belief. And Jesus isn't Lord. Because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not the different on the outside than He is on the inside. And if you can sign legislation, are you listening, into existence that it's okay to kill babies, Jesus doesn't kill any of them. <laughs> 
not all right. I don't care if you declare that you're a Christian. Son, you're not. What you do is is speaking a whole lot louder than the name you're claiming. That name, are you listening, died for them. They don't die for you. He died for them. Come on now. It's for provision. Uh, Let me read the rest of this, all right? Easy mark for imposters. You ought to determine you're not going to be an easy mark for the imposters. You need to know the difference. Have you ever? You you know, as a sheep, you have to watch out for the wolves. Not everybody that's got clothes on that says, (laughs) Are you listening? Wants to help you. We're living in a time, you understand, our Christian brothers and sisters have been dragged all of the way to the Supreme Court for what they've stood up for. They said, we're not, we don't believe that. The Catholic Sisters of Mercy dragged into to the Supreme Court. Listen, are you listening? Hmm? Well, you know... <laughs> Don't think this won't affect you. Because if we allow this stuff, you're next. Are you listening? You and I are next. Well, I didn't come here to hear about a bunch of trouble. Well, we're in trouble. Nehemiah walked around the wall... And he came back and he said, I know you're used to living in the rubble. I know you got a blue tarp stretched over and you're just glad to be here. But let me tell you something. We're in trouble because the wall is broken down and anything and anyone can come in here and do whatever they want to do. And it's high time we got to work and we set things right and we rebuilt, are you listening, the city of God. It's the time we did. We are the people. Read the rest of Amos 9, 13. Oh, we love the blessing and the promises and thank God for Tammy doing all that. But read down there. It says they'll rebuild their ruined cities. What's the blessing for? So you can rebuild. We're the rebuilders, the repairers of the breach. I'm telling you, the devil has got in our business and we have let him in. And it's high time we've built the wall back again. Righteousness exalts a nation. Well, I don't know what righteousness is. Well, you know, then, then please, no more prolonged infancies. It's right with God. Take a look at everybody out there. You're either right with God or you're wrong with God. One or the other. It's time to get right with God. It's time for everybody to get right with God. Amen. The uppers, the lowers, the in-betweens. America needs a revival. It needs a revival where people are swept into the kingdom of God by the tens of millions. Not just two or three. It needs a revival in the street. Chicago needs a revival. Montgomery needs a revival. Alex City needs a revival. Atlanta needs a revival. Are you listening? The deepest, darkest hole needs somebody to take the light down there and say, Enough! The kingdom is here! 
Point your finger and drive the devil off the doggone planet now. Come on now. You can't do that as a baby. You can't go that where, where, uh, where you cry and somebody sticks a pacifier right. in your mouth and tell you, yeah, you should hate them because they're the problem. Yeah, you should. This is wrong. And, and they're the people that are doing it. The people ain't doing this to you. They ain't doing this to me. It's the devil. That's the difference of, of being uh, in his family. We're in the light as he's in the light. The church is above all else a family. Now listen, it says God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and to tell it in love. To know the whole truth. See, here's the whole truth. And somebody ought to tell somebody in the White House. Somebody in, somebody in, the, uh, in the Congress. Somebody ought to tell them the whole truth. Are you listening? The problem that we have is you're taking God out of everywhere. You don't live for God. Are you listening? And that's affecting us and we're sick of it. We're going to take over. I said we're going to take over. We're the church and then we're going to take over. And if you won't do it, we're going to get somebody who will. Are you listening? And I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to get a bunch of preachers going up there to, uh, you know... To run for office and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to get a bunch of preachers to do that. Amen. They're not going to do it. We, I wouldn't step down to do that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. But there are people that are called by God to be statesmen. To represent a people. Are you listening? That, that want to be represented rightly. And if they're not, then we get rid of the ones that are not. The church has, uh, the church, the church. I'm talking about the evangelical church and the Catholic church. Amen. Because those are the two secular dividing lines. But just in the evangelical, just with the evangelicals, we have over 60%. Everybody that says, I'm an evangelical Christian, I believe in God. In America, we have over 60%. 60%. 60%. Ain't even close. We have 60%. But see, we're running around. You know, and here's the the statistics. Half of us, half of us are registered to vote. And of the half that are registered to vote, half don't. Only half do. So now we're 25%. And of the 25% that do vote, we're divided. (laughs) Amen? We're divided. Are you listening? So of, of the divided, even in half, half are for righteousness and half are for whatever. I mean, we're at 12.5% and we represent 60. If you throw the Catholics in there, we should have took over a long time ago. We should have we already, listen, we should have already raised our voice and raised our vote to the place where we said, if you're a bum, you're out. Amen. We're not going to wait four years or two years or six years, governors, and congressmen and presidents. We'll get rid of you fast. I mean, there were some kings that only ruled for two months. The people realized this is a bad one. They killed him. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not, re- I'm not, you know. Now, in the world that we're going to be in, if we don't do right, this time I'm going to tell you what now. What I just said right there, Monday, they're coming to get me. Because I've incited violence. 
I have, I have now talked hate talk against the high realm of, of political policy. And we're going to silence you. Not this jack boy. I'll tell you what. Now you put me down there in the jail. First we're going to get everybody saved. Then there's going to be an earthquake. Are you listening? When I'm supposed to show up in court and you come to get me, I ain't going to be there. I'm going to be outside the courthouse saying, this is corrupt. That's the reality of where we are. Oh, Lord, we're way out of time. The Father's family rules. Amen. We speak the truth. We live the truth. We express the truth in love. Now, listen. We is more important than me. Can you see this? Even in where we are and what we're doing now, what if just one person comes to do the work? Versus 10 people or 100 people. Are you listening? Do we have more power when we're we than just little old me? I can't make a difference. No, maybe not individually, but together we can make a difference. God never intended there just be me believing Him, but we would believe Him. Amen. And the family sets us in the context of we. Well, I just talked about 60% plus the, uh, you know, plus the Catholics. That's we. Well, I don't believe like the Catholics. I don't believe they're saved. It doesn't make any difference what you believe. It makes a difference whether they believe God or not. There's a lot of saved Catholic people. There's a lot of unsaved evangelicals. They're just that in name only. Amen. But isn't it a time for those that are the family to rise up in some kind of righteousness, even if it's just righteous indignation? About, are you listening? But when we grow up, we realize this. You have a say-so. You're supposed to say-so. Your words and your actions have power. Your prayers have power. He's your Father. He will turn, the Bible says, if we talk to Him first, amen, our Father, that He will hear from heaven and heal our land. If we're willing to turn away from the flesh... Amen. And this party business and all this other junk. Are you listening? And lay the kingdom of God over top of everything. That's the only reason why we're here. Amen. I'm telling you, we're here as Father's family for the kingdom of God. And to stand for righteousness. Amen. Do you know that there are things that can happen uh, now to me or to Sandy? Personally, we experience this. If I lost a job or... Or the car broke down. That didn't just affect me. It affected her. It affected our children. It affected our present. It affected our future. We couldn't just think about it in terms of, oh, poor me. I couldn't have a pity party and say, poor me, my truck won't run. I got a family to feed. I have a woman uh, who, who expects me to put something in her hands to give to those children. We're in this together. It all it affects all of us. Amen. What is that? It's it's a it's a it's a responsibility, a sense of responsibility that comes. Are you listening? Well, the church has a responsibility as father's family. Listen, what happens or doesn't happen in and through us affects the world. It's affecting our country. Let me ask you a thing. I'm going to close with this because this is too important. These are too important times for us to just. 
here, you know, and have a feather tickle. Oh, we're so glad we're the family of God. Why are we the family of God? What are we here for all of that? Amen. Hallelujah. We're, we're in such a time as this. Glory to God. We're ending a year where everything, everything is changing. Will change, is changing and will be changed for good or for worse, for better or for worse. I mean, that's where we are. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I'm in the family for such a time as this, that I've been called for such a time as this. Amen. The household of faith, the family of God. We're here to be trained, to grow up, to mature in the love of God, bring the kingdom of God. We're here in training to rule and reign. Listen, in this life, in righteousness, by righteousness we rule and reign. We rule and reign as kings and priests by the righteousness of God, the rightness of God. Didn't the scripture say he's coming to set all things right again for his people? Listen, not for the world, but for his people. Amen. Hmm? I believe the devil's trying to hurry this thing up. Because God's in an acceleration. But I believe God's saying not so fast. From the standpoint of a harvest to be reached. What if there's still some children that need to be born? Amen. Amen. I believe the church has, has, has got to rise up in this hour and stand for what's right. Stand for father. Stand for family. Stand for righteousness. Amen. Rightness. Because there's a harvest to be reached. There's a harvest right now. And it's spiritual, guys, but it's also natural. We can no longer just be spiritual people and not exercise that spirituality in the natural things of this world. We can no longer be apathetic. And we can no longer settle, listen, for other folks deciding what's going to happen to us. What's going to happen to the world? What's going to happen where the kingdom of God is concerned? Amen. We're here to insist on righteousness as his family. And he's willing to do it for us. But he wants us to want what he Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.